Welcome back to the 14th episode of Why Dawson. I'm Saba. And I'm Paige. And today we're here with Miriam Bayman. Miriam, the first question we have for you today, why Dawson? Oh yeah, um, so I guess it started when I was 18 years old. Um, that was my first time in the Yukon, and I spent a few months in Whitehorse. Um, and I was just doing like a volunteer exchange with uh, Canada World Youth, mm-hmm. which is like a very old, weird organization that did international volunteer exchanges. Um, and after that, I couldn't really get the Yukon off of my mind. And so then um, I was applying for school mm-hmm. and I was looking at art school and then um, I just Googled art schools in Canada and SOVA came up. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's really where it started was, yeah, like my first trip to the Yukon and then it just being on my mind for a lot of years and then the opportunity presented itself to come back mm-hmm. and I did. Yeah. yeah. Since going to Sova, have you, um, like been here the entire time or have you like gone and come back and if you've left, why do you keep coming back other than that? Like. I don't know, the thing of Dawson. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I left almost every year. So mm-hmm. this past winter was my first full winter since I went to Sova. Mm-hmm. Before that, every fall, I would make the long journey all the way to Halifax. Um, yeah, because after Sova, I continued my undergrad at NASCAD. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I would go go there for the winter and then come back here in the summer. Um, I guess the reason it really varied, like mm-hmm. one big one, the practical one was money because the wages up here are uh, almost double what you can get in Halifax for the same work. So that was a huge one. Um, and then just like similar to when I left after I was 18, I just couldn't stop thinking about it um and I was always just like itching to get back so it's just like that perpetual draw like you were talking about it's hard to explain the magic yeah exactly and how has creating art felt different here in Dawson than it felt in Halifax has that changed Yeah, yeah I think so um I mean, maybe not so much because of the place, but just the situation. Like I was in school in Halifax. So obviously there was always deadlines and a lot of pressure to produce work. Um, But in Dawson, I find um, it's just like a bit slower of a pace and you're allowed to create at your own kind of um, tempo. Mm Uh, which has been really refreshing since coming out of university like I'm sure you guys found that with SOVA too it's it's really really tiring to constantly have deadlines Um, Mm -hmm. yeah so I feel like since graduating from my undergrad I've almost been like relearning how to make art at like a sustainable pace and a pace in my life where it feels healthy and um, good Uh, because I think you know, university institutions, uh, they're not super good at 
teaching you balance. Like it's not really a thing that they teach you how to do. So I guess that's the main difference for me. It's mostly circumstance. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Well, being in Dawson, it's very much more like land oriented, just I think as a given, like it being a small town and it being around you and Mm -hmm. not being in a city. yeah, you have more time to like appreciate it. Do you find that your work has ever been like using the land or influenced by the land? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like every day. Um, yeah, like I think every day. I mean, I have two dogs, so I walk my dogs every day. Mm-hmm. And um, that in itself influences a lot of the way I make my work. Um, just because I spend a lot of time walking and like observing and looking at what's around me. Um, and particularly this summer and last summer too, a little bit, I worked uh, pretty extensively with natural dye. Mm-hmm. So that just meant um, harvesting plants, Um, deciding which ones I wanted to use and experiment with, kind of finding out more about the plant, Mm -hmm. um, and then actually using it to make color, right? So um, I think that's definitely like a huge part of my practice or has been recently. So yeah. And then beyond that, like I think um, just the history of this place and the history of the landscape here uh, it just has an influence, I think, no matter what you make or do. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Along with, the, along with the landscape, Dawson is super community-driven. Mm-hmm. How have you found that that's influenced your art? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I didn't read the questions before, so I'm like, whoa, let me think. Um, do you work with Jimmy's artist collective yeah right yeah yeah and I think that's that has definitely been really huge this year particularly like so Jimmy's place I know you've interviewed a couple other members yeah um but it started last October and has been like a studio space slash dark room for the past almost year and I think that definitely uh has had a huge influence like for me in particular um coming into Jimmy's place and like having the opportunity to talk to my friends and my peers about what I'm making and what I'm planning um I think it it like allows for a framework of kind of more like honest criticism and exploring ideas beyond just what exists in your head Mm -hmm. um which I think is really important as artists to have people to bounce ideas off of so Jimmy's has definitely had a huge influence and all of the other artists who make in there like you know Emily and Annie and Justin and I are um and Benny as well like we are in there a lot um sometimes passing each other I don't see the other members as frequently which is why um I didn't mention them, but we're all kind of like feeding off each other's energy, I guess, and each other's, I don't know, like sensibilities, I would say. Um, Yeah, and then just Dawson as a whole, I feel like 
as opposed to city, which I grew up in Calgary. So it was so huge coming here and um, just having so much more access to community members here who are so generous mm -hmm. about like sharing what they know and sharing what they think. And um, yeah, I think for me, it was really refreshing to see that. Um, and just, yeah, in Dawson, I feel more supported as an artist than I think I would elsewhere, just mm -hmm. because of that, like, automatic network that we all exist in. So I think that's, those are the main things for sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, talking now more specifically about, like, your photography and what mm -hmm. you do, how did you get into film? photography and can you talk a little bit about like the process from I don't know like the concept to then taking the photo and developing um, right yeah yeah um, yes I started taking film photos um, probably when I was like 20 21 somewhere in there and uh, it was uh, as a result of just finding my dad's old darkroom he had in boxes yeah so he had carried that around the country for a lot of years um, to my mom's like huge discontent like she hated that he carried <laughs> these boxes of crap around with him yeah. from wherever they moved um, even when we were like really young kids he would just always make an effort to bring it with him um, yeah and then when I was in my early 20s I stumbled upon all this old equipment um, and his old camera his old 35 mil camera um, and so I just kind of decided to try mm -hmm. like I'd always had an interest in all of that old stuff um, and so then I more or less was self-taught like I did a couple of night classes in Calgary just to learn the basics and then I set up a little darkroom um, in my parents' basement bathroom <laughs> and <laughs> developed there for a lot of years. Um, now I look back to the way I worked and it's, uh, anyways, I've learned a lot, <laughs> you know, like you look back, you're like, ooh, what was I doing? <laughs> the main thing being that there was no ventilation in that room. <laughs> so scary, <laughs> yeah, scary times. Um, and then also just my like my work ethic around taking good images and um, you know putting in the work to learn the technique to expose things well and like mm -hmm. do everything in a way that's technically sound. Um, yeah, that's grown a lot since since I was twenty. Yeah. So yeah, and then I guess what was the second part of the question? Yeah, well, yeah, then just like, I guess, taking the photo itself from like, right, concept and how you come up with that, because uh, I guess it's kind of hard to describe over a podcast, but I really like your photos have a, I don't know, a style to them, like there's definitely an aesthetic that I feel like that runs through. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a hard question to answer because it really depends. Like, mm -hmm. I think um, a lot of the time I just take my camera and shoot yeah. and don't take think too much about it and then afterwards like through 
scanning and editing, maybe it'll present itself a bit more what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of years, like that was the way I shot. I would just take my camera and I wasn't really so much project based, I yeah. guess. Um, but in university at NASCAD, um, I guess mostly the concept would come out of either like what I was reading at the time, what I was researching, mm-hmm. or um, just the people I was around, I think. Yeah. Um, so it really varies. It's a hard question to answer. I think, yeah, like I've done some projects with with people as well, collaborative work, and that's, you know, the other person has really informed a lot of what um, I'm taking images of. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I guess it just depends. Yeah. I don't know if that was a clear answer. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. But, yeah. I think that's how art is. It's like... Yeah, yeah. It really depends, yeah. Yeah, and photo is so... Uh, especially in places like Dawson, I feel like that's how a lot of other people function too. They just take their camera with them and mm-hmm. that's kind of what informs their practice in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. I bet your dad loves that you're taking photos yeah <laughs> yeah they're here right now aren't they yeah my parents are in Dawson yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they're like having a blast and I bet yeah like my dad was a uh, kind of an amateur photographer so I think it's mm-hmm. pretty cool for him to see that yeah like him carrying around all of this uh technically useless crap for paid years off. has paid off yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. it definitely was was worth something, and like he's uh, always a good person to talk to as well about photography mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. He's got a good eye, so yeah. And aside from your photos, we've also seen some of your textile work, mm-hmm. which usually incorporate photos. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, I guess I started weaving at NASCAD. Yeah. So I did spend a lot of time in the textiles department um, and it was kind of like where I found more of my friends and like the community that I was drawn to at NASCAD and just the quality of the instruction mm-hmm. in the textiles department was always really excellent. So I, yeah, I took like a first year weaving class and then kind of just continued. Um, that's also where I learned more about dyes and Mm -hmm. natural dyes and stuff like that um yeah and then my major was photography so I felt uh pretty compelled to try and integrate those two mediums together Mm -hmm. and I think one way that I did that um is through a process called sublimation printing so it's uh, kind of like a dye process where you imprint the photo onto polyester um, and you can do a lot of things with it. But uh, what I did during my undergrad was I would um, wind my weft threads. So the weft is like the horizontal threads of your woven fabric. And I would wind the weft threads around a piece of cardboard, print the photo onto the weft threads and then I would have to weave each thread individually and try and kind of like keep the thread straight to try and maintain like some yeah, the image or whatever yeah you're doing. like make the image at all comprehensible to what it originally was 
Um, yeah, and that project was, it was a series of samples. They're all quite small, like they're probably close to five by seven, but each one took uh, probably eight hours to leave. Yeah. yeah. So very time consuming. Um, a lot of them are like childhood photos. Um, yeah, and it was just uh, for me, I guess in terms of the concept, it was more about uh, how photos aid in our memory making and our memory keeping. Mm -hmm. And just that whole dynamic of like the more you remember something the more kind of it changes in your in your head mm -hmm. um and so I kind of I was like playing with these ideas a lot just with remembering my own childhood my own family my siblings and stuff like that so yeah so that was one major way and I would like to do more of it it's just uh it's not easy uh process to access yeah 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 I think that was like the main one that <laughs> involved photos. Um, the other one was like a lot more, uh, it was less of a, like a photograph on a textile, but I, what I did for that one was I, um, I took a series of images here in Dawson in, I think it was 2016, mm -hmm. uh, in the middle of the night. So it was like still quite bright out and I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took those images and then I like made a um, a full room installation to try and like recreate the light yeah. into like a experiential kind of thing. So, so I guess in that way it was like using a photo to create something um, furthering what the photograph felt like. Um, yeah, so those are kind of the things that I've done with both. Um, hopefully I'll continue to mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. Yeah, well, that beautifully leads us into, <laughs> this, into the second last question, meaning uh, are you working on anything right now? Uh, sort of, yes. Um, so I think Seba, you and I were both part mm -hmm. of the Make Something residency in July. Yes. Yeah, so um, I've still been kind of working on my final um, piece for that. That'll go up mm -hmm. at Arts Underground in September. Anyone in Whitehorse? <laughs> Come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, go see it. <laughs> Should be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm working on that and I currently have something on the loom. So mm -hmm. I'll be weaving something for that. And that's kind of it for now. Yeah, summer's super busy, so. I know, somehow all of a sudden it's almost over. It's August and it's raining oh. and it's fall. Yeah. As we're all wearing like jackets totally. right now. <laughs> yeah. It's still cold. It's still cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it for now though. We'll see. And Jimmy's place, like the, I guess that's the other thing, the dark room at Jimmy's place. Um, we got a grant in the spring um, Justin Apperly, Evan Wrench, and myself applied for a grant to buy everyone a bunch of free film and make it possible to kind of like continue people's interest in film photography in Dawson. Mm -hmm. So that's been a huge project too because we, yeah, like if you, I guess if you're in Dawson and you have a roll of film, come see us and then yeah. you can develop it and then we'll 
give you in return a free complimentary roll of film. So, in return for you getting your film developed, you can also get yeah. your film. <laughs> so, win, win, win. Yeah. yeah. Just big winner. Always win, <laughs> never be stopped. Yeah, so that's been pretty exciting because I just love, like, I love the magic of the dark room and mm -hmm. um, seeing people's excitement when they take good images yeah. and, you know, they see their their images yeah. um, appear on the roll. And for me, it's, like, similar to that weaving project I did. It's, like, a real interesting way to, like, see how people remember mm -hmm. and people's ability to yeah kind of like recall the moment when they took the image and there's always surprises and I think that's really special so mm -hmm. so yes if you're in Dawson and you have film shoot us a message at Jimmy's because yeah. we have yeah like I think uh Justin and Evan and I ordered like fifteen hundred dollars of film so come and, and use it <laughs> yeah like a thousand dollars of chemicals so we have like all formats color black and white um so that's been a huge kind of ongoing project yeah i mean at yeah. the new soba students I yeah would, i'd love that totally yeah well now that we've had some time to think about it some more why dawson <laughs> why dawson um uh, I think mostly the people, the community, um, I think the landscape to the land here has a lot to give and um, I just think that there's a community here that I haven't experienced elsewhere and most people that live in Dawson are choosing to mm -hmm. and are really happy to live here and are proud of living here so I think that um, makes it a really cool place to be yeah and also like I find um, the First Nation the Trondikwichin here are super um, welcoming and um, I think just at all of those things together it just makes it like a pretty unique place um, so those would be my main reasons Oh, that's the final word. Yeah. Whenever we come to the end of these episodes, I'm always like, that's so lovely. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why. Exactly. Yeah. That's why, Dawson. That is why. That's why, why Dawson. Uh, well, um, is there any way that you would like to plug yourself, like a website or Instagram, where people can find you? Oh, not really. I mean, Jimmy's Place. Check yeah. us out. Um <clears throat> My personal Instagram, if you just look up my name, mm -hmm. I'm on there, but uh, it's not like a super professional Instagram account, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's all. Yes. Well, you can find us on Instagram, Spotify, and Facebook at Why Dawson. I'm Saba. And I'm Paige. And that was Miriam. Bye. Perfect.